Welcome to the From Battle to Business podcast. In this podcast, business coach and fellow veteran Dean Van Dyke will bridge the gap between service and civilian life, helping guide veteran business owners to supercharge their business and unlock hidden profits. You wouldn't go into battle alone, and now you don't have to in business. Let's get to it. Welcome back. In today's episode, From Battle to Business with your host, Dean Van Dyke, we're going to talk about a topic that everybody absolutely loves, and that is change. Because folks, shift happens. And when it does happen, we need to be prepared for that change. Because when it occurs, a lot of us aren't ready for it. And today we're going to talk about seven key strategies that can help your team move through that change. So let's get into it. Think back second half of 2020. Because something happened during that time frame you know, it really, it just, it, it just rocked all of our worlds. And uh, in fact, an article that came out in Success Magazine with Kendra Hall, her quote summed it up perfectly. In a matter of days, the pandemic stripped every plan, every choice down to bare bone. Bare bone. Think about that for a minute. The goals you had set changed. As a business owner, things changed dramatically. Because... A lot of times in change, the only thing that's constant is change. And if that's true, being in front of that and helping to steer the progress in a desired direction is absolutely essential. As a business owner, you're often tasked with implementing these change management, new products, new ideas. And it can be difficult depending on the, what you're trying to do. And there are some key things to think about as you work through that change. Because, you know, Mark Twain once said, the only person who likes a change is a wet baby. Now think about that. That's very true. And Webster tells us that change is to make different in some particular way, to make radically different, like the pandemic in 2020. That made us radically different shifts, different course, different direction. And a lot of times... When you're working with your team, you'll run into folks that are adopters and folks that are resistors. And when you think about that, your early adopters and your lukewarms are wait and see demographics to, to the more difficult resistors or laggers understanding, and you need to understand who you're dealing with. And you can recognize some of this by thinking about the in hearing and listening and in, in, understanding the cave speak, I like to call it, about, we've tried that before. It's impossible. Don't rock the boat. I love this one because having come from a major tech company, it was always, let's form a committee and have decision by consensus. It won't work in our business. We've always done it this way. And a most recent one that I've heard doing some consulting work for another big company within the area is, that's not my job. You're going to hear that a lot when you go to implement change and you need to be aware of it. And folks, a lot of times it revolves around mindset. Does your team or team member have a growth mindset or do they have a fixed mindset? Because with a growth mindset, you're looking for things that give you that opportunity to grow. A challenge will help me to grow. 
For example, last week with <clears throat> contracting COVID, there were some challenges in my business that I just had to work through. And as my coach told me, he said, hey, this is going to help you grow. Do you like to try new things? And so when you're thinking about your team, think about do they have that growth mindset? Is that how they talk? Or do they have a fixed mindset? Failure is the limit of my abilities. When really failure is an event. It happens. You know, another common cave speak that I hear a lot is you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Well, if change tells us one thing, it's that we're constantly learning, that we're constantly building. You know, a lot of times with the fixed mindset, you're going to see, I'm frustrated, I give up. I stick to what I know. And a lot of it revolves around chaos versus order. Because when I was in college, and this was a long, long time ago, I had a professor, very, very savvy accounting professor. Organizationally, it was utter chaos. Not only coming to his class, but going to see him in his office because he had stacks of papers everywhere. And a lot of times, change creates that type of chaos. And we need to be aware of different team members in, in, the, in the areas that they fall into because everybody's on a change curve at some point. In fact, right now, we have a lot of chaos going on in the workplace. We have a lot of team members out there that are experiencing layoffs for the first time. And you as a business owner may be considering doing some of that. And so the folks that are remain will be going through a change curve. There will be that shock, that surprise. Oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened. And then you'll have your denial, disbelief, frustration, potentially depression, experimentation as you're coming out of the change curve, and decision. And then integrating that change into their daily lives. And when you think about the different groups, you've got your early adopters, you've got your neutral weight and C demographic, your resistors and your laggers. And we'll start with the early adopters. We'll talk about those first. And when, when they're faced with change, they typically happily embrace it. They embrace the concept. They actively engage in the challenges. They don't need much incentive when introduced to something new. And most really just thrive with little direction and freedom to do their work. And so when you think about early adopters, think about the people that stand in line for an iPhone. Think about the people that stand in line for that latest um, gadget, like the Xbox S when that came out. People were standing in line waiting for that. And people, I think, are still waiting for like the PS5 and things like that. But those they're not so much early adopters anymore. They're just trying to get the product. And then when you jump into your neutral wait and see demographics, it's, it's really keep calm and wait and see. You know, they're really, <clears throat> when they think about what's in it for me, that's when they might begin to buy into that change. When they think about, is there anything I have to gain without detrimental consequences? 
And when you think about it, this demographic really does make up the biggest cross-section of the workforce, and as well as product. And some can be easily swayed with a little incentive or easy to understand consequences. For example, when I was doing some change work, Lean Six Signal work with a major software company, one of the key things that folks would ask when launching a project was, well, are we going to be laid off as a result of this? And it was absolutely resoundingly, no, you're not going to be. In fact, that's one of the key pillars implementing Lean Six Sigma or any type of quality management system is that no, that is not the outcome that we want. The reason is, is that's gonna build huge resistance to that program. And so <clears throat> as you're working through your project or, or whatever you're trying to implement, you're gonna have those resistors and laggers, laggers as well. And this is your absolute most difficult group. Um, you know, they, <clears throat> this is where more than likely a large percent of your time is going to be spent trying to help them understand the benefits. Why is it important to them? These are the folks that, you know, may still have an iPhone 8 or an iPhone 9 because they don't really feel the need to get an iPhone 14. And so when you think about implementing change, maybe it's a new work schedule. Maybe it's a new, uh, <clears throat> a new product line that's coming out. And so if you're, if you're having to implement a new work schedule, that is going to be a challenge. How are you going to do it? And when you think about laggards, <clears throat> you know, those folks are really, you know, they're, they're going to be the last if not the very last folks that come along for the ride. And when you think about resistance <clears throat> or resistors, uh, you're going to have both active and passive. It could be a lack of interest. Um, and in many other things, but when you think about a resistor, they're not going to support what you uh, try to do. In fact, they may try to undermine it. Um, in fact, you know, going back <clears throat> and working with clients in the past, uh, implementing an improvement process for financial reconciliation. Before that project even got kicked off, the manager over that group was like, to, the, to your face, they're saying, yes, we're all in. We're going to run with this. But in reality, they were actually a resistor. And it did come out within a few days that they were actually actively resisting the project. And then having to go back and have further conversations with them about the importance of this project. Because folks, they were it was taking them four weeks to do a financial reconciliation. The data was 30 days old. They couldn't use it to run the business. And... The manager knew this, but the manager felt again that there was no benefit to them. And so when you think about it, <clears throat> when you implement change and some of the strategies we're gonna talk about here shortly, you really need to think about it being a collaborative effort, especially with those resistors.
And it's your responsibility as a business owner to help them understand and, and also adhere to those strategies to help that individual team member. And so let's jump into this. So as you're implementing this change, create that vision. That vision will bring them along and help them understand why this is important and also the benefits of it. Establish that sense of urgency. That urgency of, you know, we're doing this to achieve this. For example, you know, during the pandemic, there were a lot of restaurants that suffered. However, what they did is they built urgency around, we're going to shift our model from in-person dining to delivery, to pickup. They established a sense of urgency. And sometimes that urgency is to survive. The third item is to build change champions. Now, when you think about a change champion, that's somebody who's going to be in that early adopter phase or even before then. You're going to build that change champion to be your voice to the team. Because business owners, I hate to tell you this, but your team will listen to you. They'll hear what you're saying, but they're not going to buy into it right away. In fact, what they're going to do is they're going to talk amongst themselves. And if you have a change champion that's ready to go, they can start to communicate the reasons why. The fourth one, and I'm going to come back to the fourth one, but communicate, communicate, communicate. Communication is so key. You can't do the Big Bang Theory with a change. Certain ones you could However, with change and an impact in the entire team, you're going to want to work through this. And your plan can be short. It can be long. Because what you're trying to do is have an effective change. And communication helps you to do that. Empower others to act. So don't, as a business owner, don't take this all on yourself. Empower your team to help you act and accomplish this. Creating quick wins. Quick wins are huge because it shows the importance and the ability to achieve what you're looking to do. And again, I want to talk about communication because communication, I'll come back to communication because that is one of the most important things you can do in change management. Now, a lot of times, Things will change just based on miscommunication alone. Procedural changes can be difficult to understand and even more difficult to internalize. And think about three important questions as you're working through this and helping people to understand the importance of the change, especially if folks aren't adapting. Were they aware of their responsibilities? Did you properly train them? And does the training translate to a competency? Because if you answer no to any of these, there's something that was miscommunicated. And you really need to think about that <clears throat> as you go forward with your change. And lastly, celebrate that change. Celebration is absolutely crucial to achieve what you're trying to do. Because with celebration, 
you really drive home the point of the success. And so when you think about that, that celebrating that success because of that shift that happened, you're going to be successful with your change management strategy. And if you have any questions about change management, please don't hesitate to reach out. I'd be more than happy to chat with you about your change management and talk about the seven different ones that we talked about today in terms of, please check it out at deanbandike.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And again, thank you for listening and have a great day. Thanks for listening. In order to help others, please subscribe and share this show up with other veteran business owners in your network. If you want specific guidance, feel free to book a complimentary call with Dean at deanvandyke.com. Remember, you wouldn't go into battle alone, and now you don't have to in business.